and fellow adventurers. Welcome to the MinMax Podcast. My name is Tyler, and I will be your game master for this Pathfinder 2nd Edition adventure. This is the very first episode of our adventure into the undead nation of Geb, playing the Blood Lords adventure path. This is our session zero. We'll be discussing some info about the nation of Geb, the characters who we will be following in this story, as well as other information. But before we get to all of that, let's meet the table. This group of people has been playing together for several years. For a lot of us, this is our social activity for the week. Like I said, my name is Tyler. I'm the Game Master, and I'm going to let David take it next. Tell us who you are, and as much or as little about yourself as you want. Hi, I'm David. Spent most of my life in Minnesota, hence the Minmax, you know, MN, Minnesota. Anyway, I live in Florida now, where the weather's good. Uh, I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons for like, God, 23 years, because I'm old and started young. And as far as the podcast goes, I'm the editor and producer, and I create the original music that you sometimes hear in the show. Excited to play some Blood Lords. Haven't played a lot of evil campaigns, so that'll be fun. Anyone can pick up the next. Oh, I'm Ted. Hi, Ted. (laughs) Hey, Ted. Well, I guh. guess that is the uh, as little as you want uh, side of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ted's the new one of the group. He's only been playing for seven years. Yeah, and this is the He's group debating. I started with. Like, <laughs> yeah, I worked with Ty- I worked with Tyler, and Tyler was like, "Hey, I think you'd enjoy D and D." And I just showed up, and I was like, "Yeah, D and D's cool." And I've been playing with you fuckers for seven years weekly, or more than once a week at this point, Tyler is a bad influence. He got me addicted to fantasy <laughs> role-playing games. <laughs> there are much worse things to be addicted to. Like meth, what we talked now about earlier. No, Spencer! <laughs> I just want to point out that doesn't mean I am currently addicted to meth, or previously, who knows. But I, too, have played D&D for a long time. Or Pathfinder, if you will. Why are we still laughing? Everything is fine. It's an awkward laugh. We don't know what to do. But yeah, we're going to do some blood lords and uh, likely do really bad things. Don't smoke meth, kids. Don't smoke meth. Do we want to just like redo this? Like this is so, no, no, that was fantastic. <laughs> making it to the episode, like okay. so, we're a two out of five podcast, right? Two star podcast. Yeah, we're a two star podcast. Yeah, we do, we do have an explicit warning, right? right? Say, like, this is why we have the explicit warning on our shows. Well, we're gonna try to prove it this time around. We have gotten yelled at for what we've gotten yelled at for killing dogs. I got called um, killing dogs, misogyny. misogyny. I got called a troll, but that's actually pretty accurate. I I will fight you on the misogyny thing, but troll, yeah, I accept that. Yeah, troll, yes. We're missing someone though. Who? Oh, hey, that's me, Swanee. Oh, that guy, <laughs> Mr. Beardman. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm Swanee. Been playing for twenty-ish years. Pretty much the whole time with David. 
Yeah, so why don't I go way back like chiropractic? Uh, I went to high school. Dave and I went to high school together. And yeah, I've been playing D&D ever since. Been playing, obviously, with these guys for yeah, seven to ten years. And been having a lot of fun with it. I love how uh, at least half of us uh, just reaffirmed the fact that we just say D&D in yeah. <laughs> passing and not Pathfinder. Yeah. yeah, we're a Pathfinder second edition podcast, but we will say D&D all the time. Hey, to be all fair, right. I have never actually played a single session of D&D. I have only ever played Pathfinder. When I started, That's we were not first true. edition. Oh, you, you didn't play the 5e with us? I did not. Didn't you? I have never played a session of Dungeons and Dragons. I have only ever played Pathfinder 1, Starfinder, and Pathfinder 2e. I mean, it's like Man. saying calling something a Kleenex versus a facial tissue. It just comes out. It just happens. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Paizo. Yeah. <laughs> Ted's so, got sorry, you. Pi- sorry. Sorry, sorry Paizo. Paizo. <laughs> yeah, we've all been playing together for at, at least seven years, including Ted. But even beyond that, uh, the table's been together for roughly ten years. I'm still amazed you guys haven't kicked me out. I've broken social contracts fucking left and right. Like, <laughs> we don't fucking hey, say there's that a drink. <laughs> yeah, there's a drink. We don't say that anymore. <laughs> Every time we say social contract, you get a drink. Oh, fuck you, David. You know, I actually didn't I didn't put any social contract into my intro. <laughs> well, there we go again. Yeah, oh, there, oh, my yeah, bad. My bad. So uh, if you're interested in that, you can go back and listen to our Session Zero from, what, three years ago now when don't, we first discussed it? Do it. Well, don't do probably it. don't because it's bad. But I wonder how many people have started that and been like fuck these guys, these guys come to me. Social, <laughs> this is an hour about social contracts who the fuck I could do literally these pull up the are? statistics and tell you how many people listen to session zero and then how many less people listen to the first <laughs> no <laughs> the fr- actually the first one probably goes up because at the very beginning of session zero we specifically say if you don't want to listen to this just and jump right into the action just go to the first episode yeah all right fair enough that's fair but yeah, for all you new people that haven't listened to anything before, this is us. <laughs> yeah, hi. Hey, what's up? This is what we've been doing for a long time. Uh, we're not actors. We're just dudes with regular jobs. I'm not going to say we're normal dudes because we're not. I will say I spent a year and a half being a, essentially a professional voice actor. I made no money and it was during COVID, but I did do it. That's true. That's true. Okay, so most of us aren't actors. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not very good at it, which is why I didn't make any money. Didn't didn't you get paid for that one job or? I did. I got I got I I did get paid. I did get paid. I uh, made $6,000 in a year. Ooh. <laughs> Living high. Living high. Yeah. No, that's that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. No. Okay. I'm no, sorry. I liked it. I liked it. So, so that's a little bit about us, and this is kind of our style. We, This is our social time together. We're not putting on an act for you guys. I mean, we will get into character and all of that, but this is how we play. we've been playing games together for years. One of the other things that you're going to get with us is that we very much like adhering to the rules of the game. So we're playing, playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition. We did this with Fall of Plaguestone. We did it with Extinction Curse, and I plan on doing it to an extent with Bloodlords here as well when we get to a rules element that we haven't covered before on the show in this campaign, we'll go into it. We'll explain the rules behind it, why it works, and uh, you know, make make those rulings and explain to you how we got to those rulings. We like doing that. We're going to continue to doing to do that because that's the kind of table we are. But anyways, enough about us for right now. Let's talk a bit about Geb, the man and the country. 
Geb's story begins thousands of years before modern-day Galarian, sometime during the negative 900 AR era. For reference, we're currently in 4722 AR. He fled his home country of Assyrian, determined to start his own nation, where the practice of necromancy was not restricted in any way. He traveled east and founded his kingdom. On the backs of risen zombies, skeletons, and other undead, he built his kingdom up. And so Geb the Ghost King ruled over his kingdom with the assistance of his counselors, the Blood Lords, the ruling class of Geb the Nation. It's been thousands of years since the inception of this nation, and many events have occurred within its borders in that span of time including Geb, the man, forcing a re-risen Arasni into ruling over his kingdom while he just disappeared for a couple hundred years. Arasni has since broken her chains and ascended into godhood, and Geb has since returned to his throne, but the nation continues to thrive to this day. The adventure begins in the city of Grey Dirge, an old military city which now oversees the zombie-tended farms that drive Geb's primary economic export, foodstuffs to the living. Or should I say, foodstuffs for the quick, for such short lives in the minds of the undead who populate the nation of Geb, they are just that, quick. We won't go into all the details, but let's just say the dead laws within Geb have kept the nation strong with brutal efficiency. And that's where our adventure takes place. The gall of this guy to name his country after himself. What a tool. <laughs> Geb's a really interesting guy because like, he starts off, if you read the Book of the Dead, which he wrote you know, quote, wrote. He starts off being a really bright-eyed, bushy-tailed youth, like a necromancer who just wants to know everything, wants to study and gain knowledge. Thought that Assyrian was not doing government, you know, the right way, or even very efficiently, so he just went to go start his own government. Very egotistical. His, like, mental decline into going to attempt ritual suicide and having it fail, if you go and look at any images of Geb online... Oh boy, does that show. He looks just bored out of his mind, ruling his nation. Stole Arasni, forced her to do it for a while while he just fucked off. Yeah, he just doesn't want to do it. <laughs> he just doesn't want to do it. Now, he's only returned recently, but nobody knows why he's returned. There's a lot of speculation about it. Well, there's always speculation that next, his arch-rival is going to be returning. People want it to happen, but who knows? We're going to get into ghost things a little bit later, but do you guys do you think that that's what his uh, his hunger is? His unfinished oh, it business. Clearly is. It, it, uh, it as much says so in his uh, in in the information about him. Yeah, hundred percent. Gebin next warred for centuries, and then next just fucked off. Nobody knows where he went or why, and so Geb's left with unfinished business in the form of a millennia-old rivalry with another arch-wizard, Nex. So that's where we're going to be taking place. Because of the unique nature of the nation of Geb, I wanted to give all of the players an option to dig into some of the rules for playing as undead characters. 
Pathfinder 2nd Edition has a supplement book called Book of the Dead that gives you rules on how to play as undead characters. Which was really kind of released in concurrence with this campaign. Yes. And we're going to be seeing a lot of referencing to that particular book and some of the themes that are in that book throughout the adventure, both rules-wise and lore-wise. So let's talk a little bit about the rules that I'm going to have in place. Like I said earlier, we're going to be following the, the Pathfinder 2nd Edition rule set as close to the letter as we can, with a few exceptions, and I'll lay them out here for you real quick. So the first thing we're going to be doing is we're playing with a variant rule that's called the Free Archetype Rule. What that is is that every even level you, as you're building your character, would get to choose an archetype feat. And that's how Pathfinder 2nd Edition does multi-classing, or, you know, its version of multi-classing, if you will. The only modification we're going to make to that is that what you would normally get as your first free archetype feat at 2nd level, the players will be getting theirs at 1st level. Because the vast majority of the undead player options are, in fact, archetypes. And that's and that's not even like a house rule. That's how it's supposed to work. The house rule is allowing other people to use first level, even though they're not doing undead stuff. Me, specifically. Yeah, which normally only an ancient elf could do. I believe Spencer's character also takes advantage of that. Oh, does he? Yep. What do I take advantage of? You're getting free archetype at first level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense not to have it. The option is there, and we are min-maxers, so... (laughs) (laughs) So, the the next one is less of a house rule and just more of how we're going to approach things with character creation. Any uncommon or rare character option, and this is going to include some items as well later on when you have the option to buy things, they're all very likely to be approved. We're looking for some fun variants with this campaign. We're going to get to really lean into some uncommon themes, and I don't want to be restricted by that. Another thing that we're going to be adjusting... Uh, We're going to be adjusting the aid action. We have at least one character that is going to be heavily using the aid action, as well as just, you know, the aid action is good in general. If you're familiar with the system, giving your allies a bonus, any kind of bonus, is a huge benefit. So the aid action is going to be adjusted as follows. The DC is no longer a DC 20 at the table. It's going to be adjusted using the... DCs by level, which means depending on what level the character is when they attempt the aid check, that will determine how difficult the aid check is. One of the other things I'm doing is we're going to be just making a few adjustments to the flail and hammer weapon groups. They're going to require a reflex save in order to be knocked down on the critical effect. That's not going to happen very often, but figured I'd bring it up. Quickened actions. This is a new one. Quickened actions allow a stride action can now be used with any movement speed currently available to the player who is quickened. So usually the quickened action just lets you stride or strike, depending on where it comes from. And stride does not include things like flying or burrowing, etc. We're house ruling it that it does allow that. This one's more of a table thing. Really, in in reality, it has a lot to do with the fact that you here, the listeners, uh, are with us. Pathfinder 2nd Edition has this thing called secret checks. Secret checks are something that the GM rolls for the player and keeps the result of that roll from them and just narrates the result. 
let's be honest, everyone loves rolling dice. I don't want to take that away from my players. But also, we want to go through those numbers with you as listeners. It helps in understanding the rules and communicates to you with what's going on. And finally, when it comes to treating wounds, which is a very important action in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, you now have the option, if you are undead, you can treat wounds on undead without a special feat. If you're living, you can treat wounds on the living, not the undead. Now, either living or undead can take a feat that allows them to treat wounds on the other. So that is something else that's become available. They can take it as a skill feat or a general feat. Stitch flesh. Stitch flesh, yep. And for the opposite, uh, stitch living flesh, which is something that I made up. That's, That's in my house rules document. If anybody's interested in looking at that document, it's going to be in the show notes. Uh, we'll share it with you guys. It you know, may be updated or modified in the future as we come across things. We haven't played as primarily undead PCs before, so there might be other things we come across that we want to put in here. So expect it to get modified as necessary. All right. That's all out of the way. House rules down. We've got the setting down. We know a little bit about the adventure, and we've introduced ourselves... So now let's talk about our characters. Who wants to go first? Let's just, let's just do Sam order. So David first. No. Why does David <laughs> have to go first? Because Tyler made him go first. Or David can make whoever goes first, whoever he wants to. All right, Spencer, I call you. You go first. Heads up, seven up. Uh, Spencer oh, you goes can... first. No, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, wait a minute, this backfire. Nah, <laughs> you can edit me first, but I don't need to go first. <laughs> sure, I will be playing Luke in Hollow, formerly a human, now a vampire. Uh, Lucan is from Taldor, though he spent a lot of his life living in Kadira with his husband, who died tragically not that long ago. This tragedy was the inciting event that caused Lucan to seek out vampirism and move to Geb. Lucan is a summoner, and he has the plant Eidolon, which makes him a primal caster. His Eidolon is named Sundrinker, and Sundrinker is... A monster. I imagine Sundrinker as something out of a horror movie. Gnarled branches, twisted vines, huge shark tooth like razor sharp thorns. Sundrinker is propelled by lashing out with their vines like a roiling vortex of vines at their base. All of the branches look dead and dark, but covering them are blood red roses all of which the edges are browned and starting to die. And everywhere Sundrinker goes, they leave a trail of dying blood-red rose petals. Contrasted to this, Lucan is obviously a gorgeous vampire. He is almost always dressed in drag. As a summoner, he has a high charisma, and so he's very charming, very diplomatic, but he can also be very intimidating and deceitful. His makeup is gothic with dark blacks and dark reds contrasting against his pale white vampire skin. And he wears just the finest dresses he can find. And sometimes suits too, but normally dresses. Gothic-y styles, but with enough 
strategically placed gaps, sometimes large gaps, and meshes to show off what's underneath as well. I just spent three years playing an asexual clown and an eight-inch tall sprite. Lucan is hot. How much did you spend on fine clothing? Well, I had three sets. Um, I had to reduce that down to two because I needed to pay for a cart and a pack animal to carry my coffin. (laughs) Fucking knew it. I didn't even buy clothing. Amazing. And, and, And I'm just hoping I either have like a zombie pack animal that will just go where I need it or like a zombie that just drives my cart for me. And I'm hoping I can convince Tyler to just let me have one of those. We'll see how that goes. Zombies are plentiful in Geb. They're everywhere. But also heavily regulated. Are they, though? Are they, though? Are they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'll say, are, are, are they? Are they? Like, they just lose them in the gray waste, and they're like, eh. eh. It's too dangerous. Well, well, they still do the paperwork for, you know, lost zombie. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's Luke and Hollow. Summoner, Plant Eidolon, Sexy Gay Vampire. Awesome. I can't wait to hear your voice for this when we get into it. Oh, I'm not going to be offensive with it. No, I know. I just can't wait to hear also, it Also, he's already used the voice multiple times. Well, for uh, I'm talking about for the audience. <laughs> Anyways. Who cares about the audience? Jesus, Tyler. Thank Fuck you, David. Yeah. That's David. We do this for us, not you motherfuckers. Fuck those guys, <laughs> unless you pay us. Oh, that's David playing Luke and Hollow. Ted, you want to tell us about your character? Sure. I'm playing Arius. He's a skeleton. Uh, he is also a war priest of Zeriel. There it is. So cleric with the war priest thing. And Zeriel is the deity I worship. Isn't that the horseman of death? No. Whoa. It's the horseman of oh, war, and like war and destruction. War and yeah. Oh, shit. Isn't that the horseman of... Never mind. I ruined it. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> ruined that. Like, fuck. Fuck, Nani. I go to my backup character. You ruined my intro for this one. May or may not be the name of one of our ships in our Starfinder. Yeah, campaign. in our Starfinder. <laughs> Dude, campaign. It's, it's, Zeriel. it's such a cool deity. It's such a cool name. It just it flows. Zeriel. Sexy. <laughs> and also super evil. Insanely I am, am going to be extremely lawful evil. Um, I'm going to do my best to stick with the edicts and anathema of Zeriel, which we will go over as we play because that's going to possibly cause some party friction slash NPC friction. <laughs> oh, there's going to be so die. much friction. <laughs> um, again, I don't know if David is going to keep it in the, the intro there, but I'm a fucking troll. <laughs> I thought you were undead. <laughs> oh, skeleton. Son of a bitch, Spencer. <laughs> now who's the troll? Maybe a skeleton was a troll. My free archetype, I'm taking the fighter um, dedication since skeleton is not actually a dedication or archetype. It is actually my ancestry. So my free one, I took fighter because it's just min-maxed. Leaning into the war priest. Well, was, did I miss anything? Does, I don't think I, so. Did I need to? I think that's everything, right? So that's Arius, played by Ted. I will be playing Kix. He is a tiefling psychic. I'm the only person who's not undead. Um, mm, little caveat: spoilers. I am. Jeez. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'll be last. You do the editing. Um. Yeah. So I'm uh, tiefling psychic. I'm. 
am I considered the a, a, a quick? Am I of the quick or just a quick? I, I think a quick. you are a, qu- a quick. A, a quick. quick. A quick. Uh, the psychic is simply just a, like kind of a family pass down. Just it's like a family thing. Um, I used to work at the bank. The bank no longer exists. I am super poor, and I need help so I don't get eaten. So yeah, kicks needs a um, job. I will be doing the silent whisper as my psychic, which uh, does a lot of aiding. Well, the aids from my conscious mind, not subconscious mind. Read the psychic if you want to. There's a lot of stuff. But yeah, I will be doing a lot of aiding and no, no damage. I just help people. We'll see if this character is any good. Yeah, for support classes, because I need support, support classes are good. Yeah, the the support's going to be big. Uh, you know, one thing I think this table's learned over, it's been what, we played second edition for almost three years now. Uh, support's huge. Yeah, support is huge in this edition. But it's a lot of fun. You get three rounds. You can do so many stuff. Play 2E. <laughs> <laughs> My free archetype is... Ooh. <laughs> Spooky secrets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome! All right, then that is uh, Spencer playing kicks. Um, what do you got, Swanee? Uh, yeah. So that leaves Gerdrug. Gerdrug is a hobgoblin ghost. Ghost is obviously the archetype, free archetype that I'm taking to make myself undead. I think we'll go more into how he became a ghost later, but uh, he's been all over the area. You know, he was born in Eisger and Benden Nadal, and now he's in Geb as a ghost. He worked with the Exporters Guild for a while and then found a lead for his undead hunger, which we'll also probably get into later. Um, oh, he's a he's a rogue. He's a, with the thief racket. Uh, so, you know, Dex, high int, leaning into the skill monkey kind of thing. Lots of skills, lots of high skills for doing all the things that in our all of our other games and campaigns we uh, haven't had. <laughs> and we have realized we need Yeah, it. we really haven't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you were first talking about this one, you were describing it, you were just you called it the rogue's rogue, and that just seems to fit so perfect. Yeah, he... He is exactly what you think a rogue would be. He does thievery, he does stealth, he stabs you in the back. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and just a description of him. He's uh, tall and thin, like most hobgoblins, uh, wears leather armor. Due to being a ghost, his features aren't quite as, you know, defined as non-ghosts are, so he kind of uh, doesn't have a lot of defining features anymore. He's got a dog, slaper, dog slicer on each hip. Well, that is uh, Gerdrug, as played by Swanee. I think one thing that we uh, we really got to call out from a rules perspective here in the first part, we had spent a lot of time talking about how the ghost interacts with its surroundings because the rules are... They're pretty clear, but they could be more clear. Essentially, what we've taken from it is that in the form that Gerdrug is in right now as a, you know, first level character, they have a fly speed, but they can't fly any further than a couple of inches off the ground. They can interact with objects to a degree using dexterity, 
so they will be able to interact with items such as thieves' tools for thievery because it's a, de- a dexterity-based check. However, unless Gerdrug takes some feats in the future, they will not be able to use any strength-based skill checks. Unless it's against other incorporeal creatures. Yes, with that caveat. Ghosts? Stra- like arm wrestling? Yep, ghost arm wrestling. Let's do it. <laughs> ghost sumo wrestling. Let's do it. Let's get it going. But yeah, the 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 flying thing is yeah technically have a fly speed. So like I don't really actually walk on the ground, which gives me some bon- some benefits on like difficult terrain. But I can't just fly willy nilly. Pretty good for a rogue. But what happens if like a big breeze comes along? I don't think that's how ghosts work. <laughs> good drug. Good drug. <laughs> Come back. Just I just won't hold any balloons with helium. <laughs> um, it does still point out also that you can leap, high jump, long jump, and take similar actions. And I use my fly speed for those calculations. From my experience so far with reading and reviewing all of the characters here, uh, the rules elements of Gerdrug are probably the most confusing to nail and pin down. The important thing is to remember that for most things, such as attacking, you know, interacting with the world around them, Gerdrug operates more like a hobgoblin first than they do a ghost. Yeah, I, I technically have, like, my weapons are ghost touch, so I can that's, I can still attack non-incorporal things like normal. But corporal things that you attack don't take reduced damage or anything like that. Correct. Alright, folks. Here we are. The beginning of a new adventure. But before we truly begin, let me take a moment to talk about content expectations. This is the first Pathfinder 2nd Edition adventure that encourages three alignments over all others. Lawful Neutral, Lawful Evil, and Neutral Evil. Geb itself, where the adventure takes place, is home to evil undead of all types. Life in Geb is... different. Humanoids are both part of society and cattle. Ghouls and ghosts hold seats of power. Starving children who die in the streets are raised again so that they may spend unlife toiling in the fields. This is your one warning. The content within will get dark. And again, the shit we do is not like... I don't know a reflection of our, our, of our... Of our... Of our, our morals and values. Yeah. I'm not a misogynist, goddammit. <laughs> we are we are all feminists. Just a troll. Here. <laughs> just a troll. Just, just a troll. Come on. Just a troll. I do not condone slavery, yet I am trying to convince Tyler to allow me to have a zombie slave to drive my cart that carries my coffin. These are going to be discussions that we have. Uh, I, I, I do not suggest murdering an entire family line, but that might happen in this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> And my character is going to try and start a revolution, which actually I'd be down for that. Ted, Ted, Ted would be down for that. You guys want to revolt? Hey, the guillotine. Maybe. I will say I highly suggest being gay and doing drag. So 
Oh, that's one thing about my character I support. <laughs> I mean, the queen did just die. We can totally throw a rev- revolution. Uh, I was going to say, I'm actually pretty... I'm, I'm all right with our government currently. Like, it's it's not the best, but it's not... The, well, it's pretty fucking bad, but it's not... <laughs> it's not really worth revolting right now. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> We're already talking about politics on episode zero. We got to stop. <laughs> We're done for. <laughs> cut all the fucking politics shit <laughs> Cut cut the last five minutes. I kind of respect (laughs) Donald Trump as a person. (laughs) (laughs) Don't I start talking, you can cut that. Uh, All right. Well, that's the end of our session zero. Thank you so much. And get over to the next episode. Let's do this. your turn.